interesting people, incredible stories. This is Talk All Things with JP. And welcome to Talk All Things with JP. I'm your host, JP. Today's guest I'm very excited to have on the show. I love music and my guest is a very well-known DJ in Melbourne. And welcome to the show, Rob Sama. JP, thanks for having me, mate. Really excited to be on. Privilege. No worries. I'm uh, really excited to this episode as well. Before we find out more about your DJing work, let's get to know you a little bit better. Oh, I'm scared. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Uh, so for me, music puts me in a good mood. I love music. And I'm just wondering, what kind of music could we find on your Spotify playlist? Thankfully, JP, Spotify's just put out um, the year in review. So this is um, front of mind for me. Um, I, I really like diverse music. So um, you'll find a really good mix. You'll, you'll find some pop, uh, funk, soul, R&B, especially the older you know, rhythm and blues. Um, and yeah, you also find some discos, some house, like really nice, melodic, groovy. Um, I call it organic house because it's house music with actual bass guitars, actual pianos and real real drums and, and so on. And a lot of vocals, which, which isn't very common these days. So yeah, mate, really, really good mix, I mm, think. Mm, yeah, that's uh, really good. I uh, love hearing that, that you've got a really good mix in there. Uh, Rob, uh, I've been watching a lot of wrestling uh, WWE lately. I'm just wondering, uh, what have you been watching on TV? Uh, any suggestions? Um, mate, for me, anything true crime really piques my interest. <laughs> I don't know if that's like a weird, a weird thing or it's pretty common, but anything to do with true crime, um, okay. especially the older cases and, you know, when they dig them up 20, 30 years later with new technology and, and find out things that they couldn't back in the day. Um, yeah, I could watch that all day, every day for a whole week with no problem. So, yeah, love, okay. love that stuff, mate. Uh, that's really good. Um, I might have to uh, put, put that category under my list and check it out. Absolutely. Highly recommend it. Okay, that's good. Rob, is there something about yourself that no one knows and will surprise us? Um, not really. I'm pretty boring, but I'm also pretty sort of open open and honest. Um, I, I don't really have anything surprising. I'm sorry. I wish I had a better answer. I really <laughs> that's do. Okay. But um, Yeah, unfortunately, mate, um, nothing that nobody... Uh, knows already. <laughs> I'm pretty open. <laughs> Sorry, that's, buddy. That's nah, all good. That's cool. Rob, if you could jump into the JP time machine and go into the future or past, what would you choose and why? Uh, this is a really interesting question. Um, I could probably talk about this for a while. So how long do we have, uh, JP? <laughs> we, uh, we have as long as we can. You could talk about it for as long as you want. Ah, beauty, mate. Sounds good. Well, look, um, it, it's a tough one. Um, I really love the idea of the past and the simplicity of it without things like a smartphone and so on. Um, you know, I've got six nieces and nephews and lots of friends with babies and they seem to be addicted to a screen um, at times. That's, that's what it seems like from an outsider's 
perspectives, at least. Um, however, when I thought about the question um, and reflected on it, I think for me, I'd have to go with the future. Um, okay. And technology is why. Like I mentioned that in the true crime thing uh, earlier, you know, how it's, it's evolving so quickly. And when I look at my, you know, my last five to 10 years and how technology has advanced, I'd be really excited to see it do so in, say, you know, 30 to 50 years' time. Um, you know, what that looks like, cars, mobility devices, um, you know, what what my kids will do for work. So they're probably going to be doing jobs that don't actually exist today. Um, so, yeah, I, I reckon I'll jump probably 30 to 50 years in the future. So not, not crazy, not like 1,000 years or mm. anything. Um, and just see, you know, what's happening out there. Technology really... Um, you know, it's part of our everyday life, whether we like it or not. So I think it's a really exciting space. So those are all the fun questions out of the way. Let's get into the DJing work now. Uh, nice. Cool. Let's do it. So what made you get into DJing? Yeah, good question. Um, I've always loved music and, you know, I'll speak to my parents and they'll tell me when I was little, I was, you know, dancing to Elvis records or Michael Jackson or, um, something I'm embarrassed about is Peter Andre. Do you know Peter Andre, JP? <laughs> I, I don't think so. I, I, I might have to check him out and check out his music. Oh, my God. Do yourself a favour. It's quite embarrassing, but I think it was maybe early 90s, so I was probably about seven or eight years old, and we used to dance to Peter Andre. Um, but, yeah, look, music's always been on um, in the household, um, so I've always loved it. And then, obviously, as I got older, I started going to nightclubs with friends and um, – a friend at the time bought me some records of my favorite tracks Okay. because I always loved dancing to them when they came on and I could always pick when the DJ was about to play the song just by hearing the first, you know, couple of bars or, or beats early on, I, I could pick them. So I was lucky enough to receive them as a gift um, and from there I just continued to collect and then I bought turntables which took me 18 months to, to pay off. Um, and I just practiced and practiced and practiced and got to know some people in the industry and was lucky enough to get a break in 2007, I believe, was, was my first um, professional gig. So, yeah, mate, uh, that, that's how it all started, really. Like, interesting to know. How, Absolutely, mate. How has music changed since you started? Um. Again, that whole technology piece, um, you know, it's made it a lot more accessible. Um, I think when I started as well, releases maybe came out with one or two remixes. So you would have an original edit mm. and a radio edit and maybe an extended club edit and then perhaps one or two remixes from other popular DJs. Yeah, um, I love the remixes. Oh, absolutely. It does keep it interesting. But now, today, a lot of people will pull samples digitally from songs and do mashups. And, mm. you know, it's not uncommon to hear rap, which I know you're a big fan of. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. But, yeah, you will hear, you know, rap vocals over, over house tracks and so on. Um, yeah, and I, I guess it's about accessibility as well. You know, people have um, access to music. So when you're playing in the mainstream clubs, they're always requesting the same five to 10 songs <laughs> over and over because they're so accessible and they love them and they really want to hear them. So I guess that's how it's, um, that's how it's changed over the years. Mm. 
Uh, you've been you be talking about uh, technology a lot and you love your technology. So I'm just wondering, what kind of equipment do you use for your DJing? Yeah, great question, mate. Um, being a purist, I love turntables and, and vinyl records. So Technics 1200 turntables are my choice, if, if I have the choice. Um, again, that digital piece, I, I have moved to um, a laptop in recent times where I can actually play my MP3 files, which are downloaded from iTunes or, or websites or whatever. Um, I can play them on on vinyl um, records, okay. believe it or not. So um, that's called Tractor. And it's mm. like it, there's another program called Serato, which has the same capability. Um, in the nightclubs, though, industry standard is Pioneer CDJs. Um, and basically, you can plug a single USB in and have access to your entire collection, which blows my mind sometimes when you break it down and think about it. But it's so good for accessibility to to your whole you know collection uh, instead of carrying a milk crate of 50 records only, which weighs about 30 kilos. <laughs> um, so, yeah, mate, turntables if I've got the choice. Otherwise, um, yeah, all, all digital via a USB stick, which blows my mind. And, Rob, I'm just wondering, how many uh, how many trucks would you own to play for your DJ? Oh, far out. That's a fantastic question. Records, I think I've got about six or 700, maybe. Okay. Um, Digital, I couldn't even tell you. I was going through a, a stage where I'd probably buy 20 a, a week to a fortnight. Okay. And, you know, I've been playing since, you know, 2007. Um, yeah, you'd have to do the math, mate. I could not tell you. I, I've filled a few hard drives, I'll tell you that much. No, that's cool. It's all good. Um, how has COVID-19 affected the DJ industry the last 18 months? Yeah, well, um, good question. Um, I think it's really been devastating worldwide, to be honest. Um, mm. Locally, obviously, playing in the scene for such a long time, um, you become friends with the people that you work for. So to see them go through um, what they've been through, shut down and so on, um, it's been really devastating. Um, but I guess where there's devastation, there's always opportunity to, to turn it around and help. And uh, a crew of um, good friends of mine put together a crew called Disco box and basically they're paired with a um a charity and it's called One in All in and it's about mental mental health and okay. um shining a light on mental health and bringing it to the forefront and having having people talk about their experiences um so they've really managed to turn a negative you know because people were losing their livelihoods and and their mm. jobs um over this time um and really create I guess a bit of camaraderie uh, within the scene locally, at, at least. Um, and yeah, they've also done a lot of live streams, so you know they'll get people to talk about their experience and, and feelings, and then they'll invite them to actually play a set, and they've uploaded it to a to a YouTube channel. So yeah, I highly recommend um, if you're having a, a party with friends or a dinner, you can have a, a live DJ in your in your living room, which is great. Um, but more importantly, they've um, you know had had these people speak about their mental health issues and, and how they overcame them, which um, is really good. You know, it's great to speak about these things and to air them to friends and find out that, that you're not alone, I suppose. Um, so, yes, whilst it's been devastating, um, you know, there has been some positives out of it as well. And uh, I know that the guys have made some really good friends 
along the way. So, yeah, it's been in an interesting time. Ah, uh, yeah, and that's uh, really good. Uh, jury that that time in in lockdown and COVID, they were able to turn that around and do different things. Yeah, mate, it's always good to to pull a positive out of such a negative situation, and I think they did it. They did it really well. So yeah, check them out um, when you can. The Disco Box guys, they're on you know Instagram and um, YouTube and all of that, and I think they run events now as well, which okay. is really cool, and, and donate to charity too. So. Yeah, it's um, it's been quite a good um, I guess you know group and um process to be a part of. Mm, that's really good, Rob. So this is my last question. I'll always ask the guest: What holidays and countries have you been on? And if you could jump on a plane right now and play DJing around the world, where would you go? Oh well, that's a. Um, I actually haven't thought about this one all too much. Um, I've been around the world a, l- a little bit, so you know, a little bit of Europe and so on. Um, been to America a few times with my brother-in-law living there, um, and some good friends too. Um, also Asia, been through Asia, and yeah, it's all very beautiful. If I had to pick one spot to actually DJ, um, initially I would think. You know, Greece, uh, a sun sunset uh, or, or sunrise set in Greece. Okay. Um, but I've never actually been to Ibiza, and I know it's changed a lot over the years. Mm. But I would say potentially um, swapping out Greece for Ibiza to do a DJ set. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't think I'd be a DJ if I didn't say Ibiza, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's really good. Um, yeah, I haven't, I haven't been there as well, but uh, I've had uh, a couple of friends and family be there, and they say it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, nice. Put it on the bucket list, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will. 2022, 23, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it, hopefully. Rob, if uh, people would like to check out your DJ music, where could they find that out? Um, my DJ sets, I I record some live ones and I also produce some as well. And I've got a few up on a website called Mixcloud. Um, very similar to SoundCloud. Um, but yeah, it's just mixcloud.com forward slash Rob Sama promo. So yeah, I've got quite a few sets listed there that I've been uploading well, quite a while. I'm just flicking through now. I didn't realise there's some from about seven, eight years ago. So, um, yeah, there's, there's quite a bit on there, mate. Um, other than that, I've, I've also got some Spotify playlists as well, which is just music that I that I love of other artists, of course. So, worth checking them out as well. Yeah, nice. even a bit of um, even a bit of rap in there for you, JP. <laughs> nice. Yeah, um, I'm gonna check them out. Get on there, check them out. Awesome, mate. <laughs> nice. Rob, thank you very much for coming on the show. It was great chatting to you. Hopefully we can talk again soon. Mate, I would absolutely love that. Thank you so much for having me. And, um, yeah, congrats on the podcast, mate. It's um, really, really cool. So well done. Thanks for letting me be a part of it. No worries. Thank you very much. And what a great story from Rob. I don't know about you, but I'm off to spin some tracks. Thanks for listening to Talk All Things with JP. I'm your host, JP. See you next week. This has been another episode of Talk All Things with JP. For other episodes, check us out on Spotify or chuck us a like on Facebook and Instagram. <laughs>